Welcome back to Big Dog's Porch. Come on up, grab a seat. Let's have a drink and let's get some talking. Uh, so today, it's going to be a really short episode today, I think. Um, I just want to talk about some, some uh, kind of non- big picture things, right? I want to I want to talk about uh just things like like I said, you know, when I started this, I um I well, always talked about different things with my best friend who passed away in October. Uh before I go there, listen over the last couple weeks, which really got me to this point here now, to where I'm actually doing what I wanted to start doing in September, I want to thank those Uber riders when I was talking about it that really encouraged me to do it. Uh, you know, you know who you are, uh, especially the two out in Smithfield. Thank you, because your encouragement really got me over that, that fear of doing this. Anyways, today, I want to sit there and talk about, oh, I don't know, computer gaming. Now, I'm not a big console games. I've had consoles before, but a couple years ago, we lost uh, the console that we had in, in a house fire. And we just never replaced it. I was like, I was okay with that. Uh, and out of the two, I was an Xbox man. Sorry, there's probably a lot of gamers going collective groan. Like, oh no, PlayStation's better. But I just liked the controller, the layout of it, and everything from an Xbox. I'm just an Xbox guy. But I love computer games. I am a big Blizzard fan. I, I love all the games from Blizzard. So last year at BlizzCon, I was really disappointed when they announced handheld, you know, phone for Diablo, right? I think everybody was. I mean, they got so much flack for that. And so this year when they announced Diablo 4, I was stoked. When they said they was bringing Druid back, I was even more stoked. Thank you, Blizzard. Maybe you're finally listening to your fans. Love StarCraft. I, I, I love watching professionals play. Because I always wonder how the fuck they can multitask so quick. Because like I get so... Streamline. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm never a first-person shooter player either, because I just get so like focused. I'd probably be a good sniper in in real life, but in 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 even in the game world, snipers aren't really that much because it's so easy to figure out where they are and and then you know just hunt them down, sneak up on them, and kill them. Right? Which very rarely happens in real life. 
and that that's one of the things that uh you know I, I always used to say to players in the game when I did play them that dude this isn't real life like I was one of the only first person shooters that I really got into and I, and it was on Xbox was Battlefield 3 and people used to bunny hop across the screen <laughs> and I was like you know that wouldn't work in real life I've got a shotgun. You go hopping across the field with me with that shotgun. I'm still going to take your leg out. I mean, you know, I'm, I might not kill you with the first shot, but I'm going to seriously injure you where you can't hop anymore, and then I'm going to kill you. It just doesn't work. Or, you know, they do the hop into the flat out on fall, flat on their stomach, and shoot you all the while. They got, like, perfect aim on you, and they can just, blap. that doesn't work. Doesn't anybody who played football remember the the drop, you know, where they drop and they hit their gut and knocks their breath out? You think you're going to be able to pull a trigger accurately? I don't think so. But let's go out into a field and try. <laughs> That's what I always would tell them. Shit, I get frustrated. I'm, I'm one of those people that you laugh at. Like if, if I actually streamed on Twitch, which I'm seriously considering now that I started this, I'm seriously considering it. I would be one of those ones that you laughed at. I would get famous because people would laugh at me because of the level of frustration that I allow games to get to me, right? Prime example, my little rant. The other day, I was playing a League of Legends game, and and it was bad. For those of you who know League of Legends, uh, the opposing team had a fed Yi. Yi is a champion, and he was fed at the 12-minute mark, Seven kills one death so i was like dude ff it which means surrender at 15 minutes this game is lost well the rest of my team didn't think so they thought they could win i was like nope and so of course then they just started calling me you know names saying i had a bad attitude this and this i was like i don't have a bad attitude just relisting they started calling me kid and this and this and and i i said you'd be surprised that i'm I probably have children older than all of y'all. You know, I have a 30-year-old daughter, right? My youngest is 20, and there's two in between there, 20, 22 and 28. So, and they, they, then they started talking shit about my kids, and, and the one guy sat there and made a comment about my wife. And I was like, you know, it's, it's awfully convenient, isn't it? How, because of the anonymity, people talk a better game than they could in real life. You know what I'm saying? Remember the last episode where I said it's the only thing that we truly can control is how we respond to a situation. Well, I didn't flip out and start threatening this kid or doing anything like that I just I made the comment it's like man it's really easy to say that kind of stuff behind a keyboard isn't it because it is because you know you're protected in your mama's house right you know you're you're protected because the the odds of the person that you're talking this shit to is, can find you is virtually zero so it's really easy to talk like you're some Barney badass. 
and I just I just laughed and chuckled it off and sat there and said, yeah, it's you know really easy to do that. But I would be that guy that you uh, that you would see on Twitch and you would laugh and you would share and it'd go you know like look at this dude just losing control you know it's like because I would scream and holler and. I do the same thing to the games I play my phone. And one of the worst games, oh my God, and I love this game so much, is Hearthstone, right? Which is a card game from Blizzard. I hate the RNG, random number generator. Do you know how many times I had the game, the next turn, the guy draws, and then you can tell that he plays the card he draws because it always the way it always the card falls into his hand you can't shuffle your hand around so he plays that card which gives him the ability to kill me and i'm like always but i never draw that card i'm i'm telling you i never draw that card never so the random number generator sits there and says oh <laughs> reinhardt's playing again let's fuck him and that's what it does it just screws me over all the time and I scream and holler my best friend by the way my best friend his name is Harvest he would be on the phone with me and I'd sit there and go like and he would laugh at me like seriously just laugh at me he was like dude i can't believe that you're letting the freaking game get to you like this i was like dude it's just not right it's just not right this, this i had this game this is bullshit it's just not right that they always draw the answer the only card the only card that could win them the game they draw it Oh, are you kidding me? However, uh, Harvest used to also laugh at me. He was, uh, he wasn't the one who got me into WoW. There was another guy who introduced Harvest and myself. Um, he's the one who got me into WoW, but Harvest played and, and, and I, I started playing WoW. Now I, played Warcraft before and I really enjoyed Warcraft um, but I started playing WoW and I started as a Horde player there's a lot of people out there cheering yes for the Horde um, but I am an Alliance player like oh those people just cursed me <laughs> like no I will gut you in the game because when I started playing, it was Vanilla WoW. Uh, and it was probably about, I'd like to say about six months, maybe eight months. Six to eight months, maybe, maybe even a little bit longer before Burning Crusade came out, their first expansion. So it was the traditional way that, that the Horde... And the alliance was set up, so the horde had shamans. Alliance didn't. Sh alliance had paladins. Horde didn't. Now both Joey 
uh, and the guy who got me into WoW and Harvest played Horde. So the first character I ro rolled was a Horde character, so I could play with them since they got me into the game. But I quickly said, dude, I, I like the way Paladins. I want to play a Paladin. So I went to another server and rolled a Paladin was the first one I rolled. And, and then that just led me into playing more Alliance and more Alliance. And Harvest always called me a traitor. But I, I remember that while I was on the Horde side, playing around and doing the low-level quests and dying every five minutes, Harvest would always go, dude, you suck at life. <laughs> oh, God, you know, the, the shit that we would talk to each other, like, dude, you suck at life. I was like, really? Really, man? That, 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 like, that's what you're going to say? But it was true. I mean, you know, it was like, now I will laugh, you know, if if you die, you know, uh, in the first leveling up a brand new character, if you die before you're level 20, you really just suck at this game because they make it so easy, right? But they did just bring back classic WoW, and I started playing again. I started dying again. I'm going like, man, <laughs> like, this, this, this wasn't... This, 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 where's all the fond memories that I have of playing Vanilla WoW? It's gone. Like, this just totally brings me back to the frustration that I had playing then. You had to run everywhere. You couldn't get a mount till you was level 40. Uh, if you had enough gold. And it was really hard to make money. Oh, God. But I love it. I really do. Some of the new players that never played the original we're playing it, and they're going like, man, this sucks, man. How do you do anything if you're always dying and running back because you're dead? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's why they said this game just takes over your life, and it did. But I love it. I still love it now. I don't play it as often, as much. Back then, especially when the announcement came out, I wanted to have a level 60 character so that I could right away go into Burning Crusade and start leveling. And it got to the point, I'd seen a couple of videos. I had two characters on the Alliance side that were pretty high up. It was My Paladin was one of them and my Mage. And I really liked my Mage. And I saw a couple of videos of these guys who were AOE grind, grind leveling their mages. And there's this graveyard. I can't remember if it's an eastern or western plaguelands. I think it's eastern. There's a graveyard that if you do it right, you go and you grab these six ghouls, six or seven of them. You... AOE them down, and you go grab another six or seven, you AOE them down, you go grab the last group of six or seven, by then the first group should be back up, and you just keep that cycle going. Boom, boom, boom. Sometimes you get ahead of it. You have to just wait a second. That's okay, because you might need to, you know, replenish your mana a little bit and eat something to bring your health back up. 
But I remember I AOE ground myself from like level 49, which was the 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 enemy min the enemy monsters their the NPC characters were like not they were yellow and a couple of them orange to me which um <clears throat> signifies how hard it's going to be to kill them right and i ground them things until i was like level 56 57 and then um and then i sit there and just i, I dungeon ran for the last th four levels just every every chance i had like just get into a dungeon group and just run dungeons and and I hit 60 like three days before the expansion came out. And then within like a week, I was at level 70, the next max level. And I spent a lot of time. I mean, like I would be, there was times when I was grinding out those levels that I was on the game for 10, 12 hours. I think that's really at one of the point where I really just started using games to escape life. Which a lot of people do. Whatever it is that they use to escape life, right? But that's what I did. You know, now, you know, that escape comes, you know, in, in other things. Uh, you know, like my wife comes home from work and she gets on Netflix and she'll stay on Netflix until she goes to bed. And there's times that I come home from, you know, being all out all night Ubering and I'll get home seven, eight in the morning. I'm not tired, not ready to go to sleep until 11 or 12. And I'll sit in front of Netflix to 11 or 12 before I go to bed. I'm I'm not knocking it. I mean, you know, most people sit there and watch a lot of TV. But then, at the same time, then I have no right to complain I'm not where I want to be, right? Because I'm not doing... I mean, when I come home at 6 or 7 in the morning, I can sit there and be doing things that's going to further my dreams, Right? I could be editing the videos that I want to put up on YouTube that I didn't. I claim it too hard. I could be watching those tutorial videos that I said to learn how to edit and just practice and just edit anyways. And if you botch it, you botch it, but just start putting content out. Gary V, who a lot of people know who Gary V is. If you don't look him up, he's awesome. And he talks about it. He was like, just keep putting content out. It doesn't have to be good does, I mean, the content doesn't have to be perfect, right? And just, just keep putting it out. People are going to come to you that they're going to like you, right? You know, Les Brown sits there and says, a lot of th says that a lot of times too. In our pursuit of perfection, because we want to be perfect, that pursuit paralyzes us and stops us from starting right listen i sucked at life in this game but i started it right
I started playing, and I was bad. I'm still not the best player in the game of WoW. I, I still sit there and watch some people and go like, man, how the hell do you do that? <laughs> but I have fun with it. You know what I'm saying? I have fun with it. I'm not the best player in League of Legends. I like to think I am. No, not really. But <laughs> I'm pretty good. And if I actually put in the time and effort, I could probably get better than what I am now. But it's it's fun. I don't I don't even hardly play ranked that much. My ranking in the ranked format comes from when my son plays. He plays ranked. I play rank every once in a while. I just like the 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 blind you know, the blind pick game size. You know, just like blind pick and just just go. I still want to win. But just go and play, right? You know, when I first started playing Hearthstone, Hearthstone was out for about a month before I started playing it. So there was already people who had a vast collection of cards. And here I am playing them with the starter packs, the starter cards, and nowhere near the level of cards that they got. And they're just crushing me, but I still played. I don't let people sit there and keep me from playing StarCraft. I just know that what if I go up and I actually play against another person that I'm probably going to get wiped. It's probably going to be a quick game for them. And they're probably going to be sitting on their other side laughing and sit there and clowning me and going like, this dude sucks. But I still play. And every once in a while, I get lucky and I win. Woo! <laughs> Then, you know, there, there came uh, also, you know, I had started playing before I met these guys, but it was Magic the Gathering, right? And, and I'm getting a little bit frustrated with Hearthstone a little bit. And there's another game I play that's on the phone, Clash Royale, which is a little card, kind of like a deck game. It's, you get eight cards in your deck, and you just rotate through those eight cards, and and um, sometimes you can get a perfect, what I call the perfect rotation, where your cards just perfectly line up to get the best push. And then there's other times that they don't, and the other side gets it. And you, there's just nothing you can do about it, right? It's just the way that the, the, the thing goes. But, but people have very limited imagination. And what I mean by that is, you you start running across the same decks over and over and over and over again. In Magic the Gathering, it was that way, and I just got tired of it. And then MTG Arena came out, and I started playing that, and I was like, this is cool. And then, and then my son started playing it, and I was like, this is cool, because a few years ago, he was playing actually Magic the Gathering, got me back into we went up to a states tournament together. He was playing, I was playing. He played a net deck, and I played an original deck. And there was a guy who writes articles for Star City Games. 
and he came over and was watching a game of mine and this little combo that I had set up, and it was at a time that really, honestly and truthfully, Wizards of the Coast had really worked hard to get combos out of the game because they said people didn't enjoy combo decks because it it um, negated the interaction between players, so to speak, if the combo went off. Forget you, stop the combo, right? Anyways, I had this little blue-green deck with uh, mutation, and there was this new card that just came out in the new set called Sage of Hours. And for every five counters you moved off, you got an extra turn of him. So the whole life purpose of the deck was to get these creatures that had a lot of tokens on them. There was this one creature that came into play in every turn. He came into play with four tokens, uh, four counters on him. And then every turn, he doubled the number of counters. And there was this one card called Bioshift, which sat there and said, take X number of tokens from this creature and put it onto this creature, any creature your choice. So what you do is you shift it over to the, the Sage of Hours, and the Sage of Hours, then you, you pop it, basically, and say, okay, then I get five turns. And it was really hard since, you know, Wizards of the Coast really worked, you know, worked tirelessly to take combos out. And here I had this little combo tech that, that needed several little pieces to work. And the more pieces you need for a combo to go off, the more complicated it is, the less chance it has to go off. But I didn't care. I lost every game that states. Every game. Yet at the end, when I was, and I, but I still played every round. I paid my money. I'm playing every round. And I sat down across from the last, the last table, the last guy, and the guy says, "You just reached his hand out." I says, "What are you doing?" He says, "You want to just sign the ticket?" And I was like, "No, why, dude? You got just as bad a record as I do because that's why we're playing against each other." But the thing was, is that all of a sudden, these all these other players, they would come over to watch my deck to see if it went off. Because it was fun to watch if it went off. Until then, no. <laughs> it was stupid. I mean, like, really stupid. But I had fun playing it. I had fun, and the dude from Star City Games... I remember he came up to me afterwards and he was talking to me about the deck and he was like, you know, did you, did you try to, did you play test it a lot? And I said, dude, I tried to streamline it as much as I could, but it, you know, it's kind of difficult in this. And I had some mana acceleration in there, but it just, it, it was clunky. Okay. For those who play the game, you know what that means, right? But it was still fun. And he sat there and he said, can I see the card list? And he looked at my cards and he was like, oh my God. He said, I would have loved to seen this one go off. There's this one creature when she came into play. You, she copied the number of counters that your largest counter creature had. And then you drew that many cards. So, and it went off one time. And there was like about eight people watching when it went off. I played her and I drew like 20 cards and they was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then I played a card that allowed me to play a couple lands in the turn. And next thing you know, I'm just like, 
boom, 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 boom. And they're, they're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then I played Sage of Hours and Bio shifted the cards from from her to him. And boom. And it was just it was just awesome, right? But I lost every round. I won a couple games in between every round, but I lost every round. But I think a lot of times <clears throat> people just so want to win. And you see this in in console games and and that's I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I stopped playing so many you know, people interaction games on console games because console games were so easily hacked and they really don't do anything to stop the hackers, right? And and people say, what? And I was like, yeah, there's people out there, they know what they're talking about. Like, go back to Battlefield 3. There were hacks that were, it was instant, instant target. Okay, what, what's the word I'm trying to use? Um... Instant aim for a headshot. So basically, because I'm using this hack, I can sit there and hit one button and I instantly aim for your head. Instead of having to physically aim it like everybody else in the game, I just hit a button and instantly targets your head. It's just not cool, right? But people get so bent out of shape, you know, trying to win. They forget that a lot of times that these games... Or just for escape. I mean, unless you're trying to be a professional gamer. I understand that. I mean, League of Legends, you know, you got guys out there who's making really good money being professional players. Faker from Korea, arguably the greatest player, at least the greatest mid laner to ever play the game of League of Legends. Possibly the greatest player. You got Double Lift in America, who's an ADC player. You got, uh, you know, you got Caps over in Europe who right now is probably, I, I honestly and truthfully think this last year Caps was a slightly better mid laner than Faker was. Um, but Faker still just has that aura around him. You know what I'm saying? Just like people, people piss themselves when they play against Faker. There's an old adage, you know, just to give you a little bit of insight of why I sit there and chose, the, you know, the title that I did for my show, Big Dog on the Porch, right? <clears throat> you know, there, there's there's an adage that sits there and says, you know, if you can't run with the big dog, stay on the porch, right? And I think that's such a shame because there's, there's this old story that I heard about this old German Shepherd, a little bit long in the tooth, been alive for many years, right? And he's laying there, just chilling. And the owner sat there and went and got a young Doberman pincher, because he knew the dog, the German was getting older. So he wanted the German Shepherd to teach the Doberman Pinscher how to protect the family. The Doberman Pinscher was full of energy, hopping around, springing around. 
nipping, barking at the German shepherd. Come on, man. 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 Come on. Nipping at him. You know, just like testing him. The German shepherd wouldn't move. Doberman Pinscher got a little bit bigger. And then he would, you know, bite his ear and stuff like this. And the German shepherd would just kind of flick and swat his paw at him a little bit. Wouldn't, wouldn't move. Doberman Pinscher got a little bit bigger. And he sat there and he says to the German shepherd, I think I can take you. The German shepherd kind of looked at him and said, what? He goes, I think I can take you, old man. <laughs> German Shepherd just smiled, laid his head back down. He said, no, nah, no, nah, come on, I'm serious. You know, you've showed me a few things. I, I think I can take you. German Shepherd just kind of rolled over on his back and just stretched. and His head hung down off of the steps. And Doberman Pinchers in his face says, come on, old man. You scared? So the German Shepherd rolls back over, stands up. Dober Pitcher runs out into the field. He's running around circles, getting himself all hyped up. Yeah, 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 I got this. Oh, I'm going to show this old man what I got, what I can do. The German Shepherd walks down the steps, and, you know, he's stretching. He's old, right? He's got, you know, bones and joints cracking, lubricated. You know, he's just like, Dover Pitcher says, all right, let's go. And he starts running. I mean, all out running at the German Shepherd. German Shepherd's like walking. Then he starts running a little bit. He starts picking up speed. And the faster he runs, Dover Pitcher's like, whoa, what the hell? Because the German Shepherd heads go low. His ears lay back, aerodynamics. His mouth sits there and opens up, and his teeth start to show through. He might be long in the tooth, but he's still got his teeth, and they look pretty sharp to that Doberman pincher. He starts to growl as he's running. He's picking up, steadily picking up speed. And the Dober pincher was all out from the jump, but he's noticing like this German Shepherd still got some kick in him. And he runs up and he runs up and the whole time he's running, the German Shepherd's growls getting louder and louder and his lips are pulling back farther and farther, showing more and more teeth. And when they get right to each other, the Dober Pincher falls on the ground, rolls over on his back and pisses himself. The German Shepherd just walks back to the porch and lays back down. A couple days later, Doberman Pinscher goes up to the German Shepherd and says, I don't understand. I thought I could take you. German Shepherd just looks at him and he says, that's the problem. You thought you could. I knew. Anyways, I said, guys, I was just going to talk about some frivolous stuff. That's one of the reasons why I call this, because I love that story, right? It just shows you a lot of times, you know, just because you're young, just because you're full of piss and vinegar, 
doesn't mean you can sit there and outdo some of us older dogs. We might be long in the tooth, got a little bit of gray in the fur. I know I got some some gray in the in the in the beard. I got some gray that's popping up in my hair. Doesn't mean that you can sit there and outwork us. If you want to try us sometimes. But it's not really a competition between us, is it? It's competition between you and yourself. Anyways, like I said, <laughs> I was going to keep it short and frivolous. Ended on a pretty good story. I love that story. Join us next time. Again, I'm Big Dog's Porch. Come on back.